Welcome to Sensei Says Season 2, Episode 9, How to Be a Good Teammate. I am your host, Joshua Page. And before we get started, just want to say thank you to everyone who's given us such great feedback and said that they've enjoyed some of the episodes and gotten some good stuff out of them. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure to go to iTunes and give us a rating and review. That really helps us out quite a bit, and uh, we really appreciate it. And of course, share it with a friend if you think they might benefit from something that you hear in here. And if there's something you want to hear specifically, a topic we haven't covered yet, or maybe a topic you want us to go into a little bit deeper, let us know. We'd be happy to do that. So today, we're talking about how to be a good teammate, and there's just a couple things we're going to go through on how you can be a good teammate for uh, all your training partners and also for yourself, too, because right, the better you help your training environment become, the better you help your teammates become, the better they're going to help you become in turn. You've probably heard that steel sharpens steel, just like one person sharpens another. So, um, Or rising tide lifts all the ships in the harbor. You've probably heard some version of that, right? And, and it's really true, and that's what we're talking about today, one of the best things you can do for your academy, your gym, is be a good teammate, and that's going to help everybody out. Um, so number one, the, the best way to be a good teammate, of course, is to be there. Show up. Be consistent. You know, your teammates count on you to be there training with them every week, so the, one of the best things you can do is simply show up. Come to class on a consistent basis. If you go twice a week or three times a week or how many times a week that you go, we've got some guys that train four or five times a week. Make sure you're there when... Uh, when you're supposed to be there, whatever your training schedule is. Um, Number two, while you're there, of course, it doesn't help if you come in every single day and you are moping and uh, you're kind of an Eeyore type uh, uh, personality when you come into the gym. Make sure you're positive. You know, a lot of times uh, we have people that come in. You've probably been one of those people. I've been one of those people. We've all been one of those people uh, come in with, you know, things that are outside of the gym kind of weighing on our mind and that can affect our training and in turn that also infects uh, or affects or both infects and affects the people around you. So be positive. There's always something to be grateful for. There's always something to be positive for. So when you come into class, I think it's a great time when you walk in the door or when you bow onto the mats, you take a breath and deep breathe in. And you just say one thing that you're positive for. And you don't have to say it out loud. You have to bow into the mat and say, I'm, I'm thankful that I get the train. <laughs> you can say it in your head, whatever you're thankful for. Just the ability to come in and train, the ability to take a break from whatever's bothering you for an hour, the ability to move your body, you know, whatever it is, there's always something to be grateful for. So when you walk in the door, you walk on the mats, be positive. Remind yourself why you're here. Remind yourself what the focus of your training in uh, yoga. You would you would uh, set an intention, and I think that's really powerful. So set an intention for your class, what you'd like to get out of the class, and your intention doesn't always have to be, man, I'm going to crush this class today. And as a matter of fact, you're probably doing yourself a disservice if that's your intention every single class, right? Uh, your intention might just be to simply be here and enjoy the class, to, to sweat and smile, you know, uh, to, to just enjoy uh, moving. Or there might be something, if you're a competitor, that be something specific. I'm going to work on a deficiency. I'm going to work on, you know, something uh, I'm trying to improve for a competition. Whatever that is, you know, be positive and set that intention when you walk into the door. 
Number three, encourage your teammates. And there's a way to do that. And, you know, a lot of times we think encourage means that we have to pretend that, you know, all of our training partners and ourselves were all perfect and everything's awesome. And that's not the case. Uh, encouragement can take a lot of forms and it can be uh, some con- constructive criticism. Um, Everybody needs some feedback, some honest feedback, but it needs to be constructive, right? So uh, number one, be honest. If your training partner has a deficiency that that you see, you can help them with that. You don't go over and say, hey man, your psychic really sucks, right? That's probably not the best way. Your defense in jiu-jitsu really stinks. That's that's not constructive. It's not helpful. It doesn't help them get better. It doesn't help you get better. As a matter of fact, it makes your training partner want to not train with you and, and be resistant to your good advice that you might have later. So make sure you package that advice in an honest but constructive way. You can uh, use I statements like, you know, I feel like, or sometimes I see when we're grappling, when we're sparring, there's a, uh, a couple times when you drop your hands or your defense or your frame is not quite, you know, up uh, to allow, you know, for you to escape or you to protect your body. So just little things like that. And you can, you know, show them what you mean. You know, some people learn visually, some people learn uh, from hearing things, auditory learning, and some people learn kinesthetically from touch. So show, you know, exactly what you mean uh like for instance for karate with a stance if i'm talking about somebody's uh stance a a tip or a little thing they can use to polish up their stance i'm going to show that uh that technique and that move and how exactly they can do it and what i mean i'll have them do it with me i might even uh move their body into the right shape you know so they feel what it what it's like to, to be in the correct position you know, just being uh, being helpful, being honest, being nice, being constructive with those things and uh, being uh, an example. Okay, this is how it should be. And, uh, you know, does that help? You know, any questions, just being real thorough and uh, taking a couple minutes to let your training partner know that you care about them getting better and that you are invested in them improving. So, and that's a, a really great way to encourage. If you're partners know that you care they're showing up to not only help themselves but to help you and you're going to be patient with them you're going to be honest you're going to be nice constructive you're going to demonstrate what it is you want to see improve man that's the the best way to encourage somebody and that's really going to help uh, everyone out uh, on your team number four this is probably the biggest one of the entire list i'm putting an asterisk right beside it on my paper here push don't tackle what do i mean by push don't tackle a couple uh, keynotes here and you, you want to be a training partner and not an opponent so when we're a training partner that means that we're helping our partner train when we're, we're an opponent that means we're trying to beat uh, our training partner which is not uh, the best way to do your training remember we're training way more than we're competing it, you know even, even if we even compete you know some people don't compete and that's fine a lot of people a lot of people at our school compete which is which is amazing it's awesome i really think that at some point during your martial arts career you should do some competing i think it really helps to put uh, your training into focus and push you to get better but when you're in the gym when you're in the academy when you're in the dojo you know be a training partner that means that you're not going to try and and beat your partner every single round you're going to be constructive if they slip or drop their hand you're not going to be abusive you're not going to take advantage you know of a mistake you're going to let some things slide you're going to ease back on the contact yeah well as a matter of fact you're going to really dial back the contact we're going to touch not terrorize our opponent um 
Same thing for jujitsu with submissions. We're not going to apply dangerous submissions really fast. We're not going to uh, make sure we submit everybody in class. Every time we spar with them, we're going to let some things go. If you have a submission, you can let it go. It doesn't, they don't have to tap. You know, If you know you got it, you got it. Move on to the next thing. Work on your uh, chain of, of sequences, your, your next move, what's next. So be a training partner, not an opponent. We're here to train, not to fight. Now, there are some days when we're going to train harder than others. There might be the focus of the uh, the training that day is to really push. But 99% of the time, uh, we're going to be training at training speed. So be a training partner um, for your teammates. The next uh, key under here, under push, don't tackle, is make sure your teammates can come to class tomorrow. That's a pretty good metric. If you uh, are training with your partners and they're getting hurt or they're getting um, kind of stretched a little bit or they, they can't make it to training the next day, they got a sore rib or they got a sore hand or their wrist or their, their eyes a little swollen, you've probably gone a little too hard. Now, accidents, of course, happen. Things happen in the gym, uh, at the academy, and that's that's okay. That's part of you know training, but that shouldn't be a every class occurrence. You know, you shouldn't be a rotating uh, list of injuries. You shouldn't come into class and it look like you're in a waiting room for uh, urgent care instead of uh, a martial arts school. So make sure your teammates can come to class tomorrow. Take care of your opponent's safety, your training partner's safety, all your teammates' safety, and they'll take care of yours and everybody can, can train. And think about if you go super hard uh, on Monday and nobody can train the rest of the week, you know, it's way better if you dial it back and you can train the entire week. You're going to get much more benefit from volume of training than volume of intensity. So dial back the intensity a little bit so your partners can train. And again, martial arts is not just one season. It's not three seasons. It's not five seasons. It should be a lifelong endeavor. So you want to keep that in mind. Train as if you're going to train for the rest of your life and you will change the way that you train so make sure that you are allowing your teammates to come back to class tomorrow make sure you're allowing yourself to come back to class tomorrow don't push so hard that you get so sore that you can't you can't come back to class the next day or the whole week so make sure you are um keeping yourself in position to come back to class tomorrow as well. Last point under push, don't tackle. Work on your weaknesses. If you only come in and work on your A game, if the 200 plus pound dudes come into class and they only work on side control from the top, right? They're not going to get as good as they come in and work on their guard, right? Uh, in, in karate, if you have uh, a deficiency with your hands, I was a, a, a kick first when I was competing. I always loved kicking and um that hands were a real deficiency, and I really didn't get successful until I started to address that deficiency in training. It's easy to get competitive or to get hit one time when you're sparring and go right back to your best stuff, which for me was kicking, but uh, addressing my weaknesses is what really helped get better, and it's going to help you get better as well. So whatever your weakness is, maybe it's like me, you're, you're working on your punches, uh, maybe you're working on your kicks, maybe you're working on defense, maybe you're working on... Um, your left side, your right side. And by the way, uh, you should work on both sides in training. Why not? You know, develop both sides. Uh, you never know when you're going to need that other side for a sparring. You never know when you're going to need the other side for a submission. So just be well-rounded. You can uh, kind of train a little bit more on maybe your dominant side if you're getting ready for a competition or, um, you know, something like that. But I think majority of the time, you've got plenty of time in training to work on your good stuff and especially your bad stuff. Maybe even dedicate, you know, a month uh, or, or more. Say, I'm going to work on this technique, you know, 
every class at least five times. My instructor, Ryan, um, had a really good kind of concept. He would uh, go into each sparring match and he identified something he wanted to work on. And he would, he said, bite down your mouthpiece and try this technique three times uh, during the course of the, the sparring match. No matter what happens, you get hit, you don't get hit, you, you, you hit the technique, you don't hit the technique, but three times, I'm going to try this skill I'm trying to get better at. And, and knowing that it's probably not going to be successful initially, and you're probably going to get hit initially, and just getting over that kind of fear uh, of failure or, or fear fear of getting you know, you know touched up every once in a while, but uh, making sure each each session you're you're working on that. If you do five sparring matches and you do it three times you know, a match, you've worked that, you know, quite a few times by the end of training. You do that for a month and you know, those numbers start to really add up. So uh, work on your weaknesses. Uh, next point, number five, don't keep secrets. <coughs> and, I, and I don't mean like, uh, um, like you don't tell your partner what your favorite brownie recipe is or, or grandma's favorite meatloaf, the family recipe secret. Um, I mean, tell your partner your strategy. You know, tell your partner how you're getting to submissions or how you're getting to score points or um, your tips, you know, that you're using your 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 secret techniques, quote unquote, that, that you're doing. You know, if you keep hitting your partner with the same technique and they can't figure it out, it's not going to help you to get better if... Uh, if you don't let them know, oh, hey, this is what I'm doing and this is how I'm doing it. Because by doing that, you're going to help them, right? They're going to be able to figure out how to deal with that technique. So when they're uh, training with somebody else or they're competing uh, and somebody throws that same technique, they know how to recognize it, handle it, and overcome it. But also for you, um, your training partner should be your hardest competition because they see all the things you do each week. You know, So if you tell them how you're doing it, it's going to make you get better because now you're going to have to adapt and uh, tweak that technique just a little bit to make it work. And it's going to make that technique better. If you're throwing your sidekick and it keeps landing and you tell your partner, hey, I'm throwing a sidekick every time you you know, step back or every time um, you bring your hand up, um, and they adjust to that, then now you're going to have to figure out a different way to set that kick up, and it's going to make you better at it. You know, uh, I think a really mark of a really good martial artist is not that you know a million different techniques; it's that you have, you know, some core uh, fundamental techniques that you're really good at. Then you can do that side kick uh, not just one way, but five or six or seven different ways in all these different scenarios against a tall fighter, a short fighter, a fast fighter, a counter fighter. You know, or, or same thing, jujitsu. You can do the same submission again. You know, somebody really strong, somebody really fast, somebody really squirmy with good defense, long arms, short arms. You, you get the idea that um, you can be really, really, really multifaceted with some basic fundamental techniques. So let your partners know your strategy, your tips, your secrets. And um, next one is one of my favorites. This is actually on uh, a sign to a yoga class I go to, and it says, leave your shoes and your drama at the door. We kind of talked about that already to be positive, but it really is an important key here. When you come into class, let everything that's not related to class go. When we bow on the mats, we take a deep breath, we bow, and whatever else is going on in your life, we let that go for, you know, however long the class is, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, and you just focus on the class. 
You focus on getting better. You focus on helping your teammates get better. And the be- the biggest part, the most important part, right? You focus on enjoying, right? Martial arts is a journey that should be enjoyable. Smile, have fun, encourage other people, leave sweating, leave smiling, leave happy, leave recharged, uh, leave rejuvenated. And, um, that's going to help you. It's going to help your team. It's going to help your family uh, when you come home because you're going to be in a great mood and uh, it's going to make everybody's life better. So how to be a good teammate, a couple key points to think about. I didn't hit all of them, but this is some, some good ones here. Be there. Show up. Be consistent. Number two, be positive. Number three, encourage. Be honest. Be nice. Be constructive. Number four, push, but don't tackle. Be a good training partner, not a bad opponent. Make sure your teammates can uh, leave class and come back to class in the same condition, right? Uh, They can come back to train tomorrow. Work on your weaknesses. Number five, tell your training partner your strategy, your tips, your secret techniques, right? Um, Number six, leave your shoes and your drama at the door. Thank you, Hot Yoga Newton, for that sign. And uh, smile. Have fun. This should be enjoyable. If you are a member of our academy, I hope to see you on the mats this week. If you're not a member of our academy, please come by and start a a trial class. We do a free week. We can come in and train uh, for a whole week and see how you like the academy. That's uh, hickorykarate.com and uh, schedule your free week. And uh, I see everybody on the mat. Keep moving. Have a great week.